Glob Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, Jen Burley-Bentz, and Sasha Andreev. Two bits. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Excuse me, is anyone sitting here on your right? Uh, no. Great, thanks. Okay. This is going to be great. I'm just glad I made it in time for the coming attractions. Yeah, and there is literally no way... Now we get to see if we can handle being masked for the whole movie. Last time I had to take it off about 20 minutes in. Well, you probably didn't have to. I mean, these things are so hard to breathe in. I feel like I'm suffocating. If you have breathing problems that bad, maybe being in the movie theater... Oh, that's better. Now you're wearing a chin strap. <laughs> like they can afford to kick me out and refund my ticket? Uh, excuse me, is this seat to your left taken? Ah, uh, I guess not. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> Have you seen this movie yet? Well, I haven't, and I'm so excited. Oh, you are going to love it. Oh, just wait until the end when... <clears throat> oh, I have cough drops. Um, it looks like one giant lumpy cough drop. Yeah, I unwrap them all by hand before the show so I don't make those crinkly sounds during the movie. Here, just grab a handful. You may have to pry them off. Yeah, no thanks. You were saying about the movie. Oh, right. Um, of course. I won't spoil anything, but there's this great part near the end when she gets into the... Please stop. Uh, Oh, go on. I like knowing what to look forward to. Well, the, the door opens and she. Do you want to sit together? I mean, there's literally uh, no one. Pardon, uh, but is anyone sitting in the seat behind you? Seriously. Oh, no one's sitting there. Yeah, it's all yours. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, it's great to see more people in here today. Oh, yeah? Do you go to the theaters a lot? All the time. The only weeks I haven't gone is when they've been totally shut down, but I haven't gotten sick yet. Oh, you got Sour Patch Kids. Th- those, those are my favorite movie candy. Well, here you go. Have some. I can pass around the popcorn. I get free refills, so dig in. Thanks. Ooh, you went with the cheesy powder. Yum. Too bad I didn't bring any hand wipes. Oh, I just licked my fingers. <laughs> when in Rome. When in Rome, spread the plague of Galen. So anyway, at the end, when the contagion... Oh, <laughs> sorry. I just sprayed some crumbs all over you. <laughs> I just got hot. Are you hot? Is, is it hot in here? No, I'm a bit chilly, actually. Me too. Ugh, I wish theaters had blankets like airplanes. I was just cold, but... I just got super hot all of a sudden. You know, that's been happening to me all day today and yesterday. Here, feel how sweaty my hands are. Oh my God, don't. Sorry to interrupt, but is this seat in front of you taken? What is wrong with you people? We are literally at a rescreening of the movie Outbreak. Use your brains. Whoa, calm down, dude. Yeah, there's only the five of us in the whole theater. You can't exactly call it crowded. Huh. Now there's only four. Four bits. Game show. 
Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. As host, I can change the point total whenever I wish. And all these questions have been provided by the rejection of all the trivial pursuit type games in the world. All right, today's players are Anita Ruth, Lee Johnson, and Jen Burley Benz. Mm -hmm. Okay, Anita, you're gonna be first today. I get to be first, first, first? You get to be first, and our first category is geography. Oh, perfect. <laughs> what state? <laughs> what state boasts the most time zones? What state boasts the most time zones? Um, Colorado. Colorado is incorrect. Lee or Jen? Texas. Texas is incorrect, but a great answer. If you think about the size of that state, Jen, do you have an answer? New Mexico. No, the correct answer is Alaska with the most time zones. Oh. That's right. That's why all these questions were rejected. <laughs> all right. What, what's the most polluted sea on earth, Anita? The most polluted sea on earth. The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is incorrect, but a good answer. Lee or Jen? Mediterranean. The Mediterranean is correct. Lee gets a point. Lee Johnson nice. takes a commanding lead. All right, Anita, your last question in geography. What country's home to the plains of Jericho? What country is home to the plains of Jericho? Israel. Very close. Lee or Jen? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is very close. Jen? Iran. Iran is not the answer. Jordan is the answer. So we've got Lee after one category in the lead, one to nothing to nothing. So, Lee, we're going to go with mismatch. Perfect. Who was the president when Elvis Presley was born? Who was the president when Elvis Presley was born? Taft. Taft is incorrect. Anita or Jen? Eisenhower. Eisenhower is incorrect. Jen? I don't know. She doesn't know. Truman. She said, you can't have more Truman. than one answer, Anita. We're going to have to take points if you ever get any. No, the correct answer is FDR. That's right. Okay, second question is a mismatch. What, according to Archie Bunker was the big one. What, according to Archie Bunker on TV, was the big one? Lee? Oh, uh, I don't know. I you apologize. Don't know. I'm Jen. sorry. I'm Heart sorry. attack? Heart attack is not the correct answer. The big one. The, the bomb. Very close. The correct answer was World War II. Oh. Oh, yes. Now that we think about it. Okay, third question, Lee. What silent screen star had a mountain peak in Yosemite National Park named for him? Chaplin. Chaplin is incorrect. Jen or Anita, silent screen star. Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn is incorrect. I got nothing. You got nothing? Douglas Fairbanks Jr. As we all know, oh, it was course, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Oh, yeah, yes. Douglas so Fairbanks after Jr. After two rounds, Lee is still in command, one to nothing to nothing. All right. Jen, your category is cities. What Florida city was once known as 
Cigar City. Tallahassee. Tallahassee is incorrect. Anita or Lee? Miami. Miami is incorrect. Lee? Uh, There's not that big number of big cities Tampa. in Florida. Tampa is correct. <laughs> Lee has a second point. It's like this encyclopedia is playing this game with us, folks. It's just so exciting. It's kind of a crappy encyclopedia, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's an older encyclopedia. It was on sale. All right, your second question, Jan. What Baltimore hospital was the first in the United States to perform a sex change operation? What Baltimore hospital was the first in the United States to perform a sex change operation? Baltimore, Baltimore Memorial. That is incorrect, but a really good <laughs> answer. Lee or Anita? A Baltimore hospital. Very famous. Chesapeake Memorial. Oh, so close, so close, yet so far away. Lee? Maryland Memorial. No. <laughs> it would be Johns Hopkins Hospital. Oh. Come on, people, work with me. Mm-hmm. And your last question, Jen, not that it matters because Lee's got a commanding <laughs> Lee, but what city boasts the world's highest subway? What city boasts the world's highest subway? A subway is high? Yes, this subway is high because the city is so high. Oh. In the world. Um, I don't know. You don't know. No, you're helping her. I'm not helping anyone. (laughs) She said she doesn't know. (laughs) Anita or Lee. High City. Uh, The Olympics were once played there. Uh, Denver? Uh, No, it's very high city at the moment, but no, not the one I'm thinking of (laughs) with the subway. Anita, do you have a, a guess? You don't. And it would be Mexico City. Thank you very much. Oh. So, today's winner, Lee, with 17 points, and our other two contestants with zero. Thank no. you so much for playing the wonderful quiz game today. Nice job, Lee. <laughs> Six bits. I am here today with Rosie and Jack. Two members of the Ruth and Griffith household. Thanks for chatting with me today. Yep. It's a pleasure to be chatted at. There are just so many topics we could cover today, but I think we should really start with music. I understand that you two like to sing. Yep. Don't we, Rosie? Huh? Uh, Could we have a little demonstration? We would be happy to oblige with a sweet serenade. Mother Maestra, if you would be so kind. It's always a pleasure to vocalize our resonant love of music. Yep, I agree with Rosie. I think now is a good time to explain that this is a phone interview with no picture, and I think my notes may have left out a crucial detail. Yes, it is a bit startling to hear us harmonize. It gives a grand impression that we were magnificently born to it. Wouldn't you agree, Jack? Yep. Isn't Rosie the best? Yes, that was my thought as well. It also seems like you were born uh, canine? Yep. What's canine? And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. York Dental. Are you kidding me? Dogs? It's in the briefing. Where? Right here. It says, Lupine Guests, Rosie and Jack. What the hell is a Lupine? 
wolf-like. Wolf-like. They couldn't have just said dog? I guess they just thought it sounded more interesting. <laughs> so now my PAs think they're a creative staff? These are prep notes, not an interview script. Do you have any idea how many languages I have had to learn for these interviews? Lupine? Well, we have Rosie and Jack still on the line, and your next interview isn't for another hour and a half. So... Oh, fine. This is the only quadruped interview on this world, you hear me? I am not learning weasel. Well... I'll have to revisit the species chart, but... And we're back with our delightful guests, Rosie and Jack. I'm going to change tack here. Uh, I've heard that you two are quite the naturalist, going uh, so far as to issue clothing and endure plumbing. <laughs> no, shit, it would have been nice to know they were dogs before I prepared my questions. That's right. We are firm believers in treating this world at the precious home that it is. Precious, yep. And I can pee all over it. Uh, <laughs> Does this mean you take the threat of global climate change seriously? Indeed, we do. Rosie's so smart. I don't even know how to change the climate. Maybe I'll roll in something damp and shake really hard. <laughs> even though the direst effects of it will come generations down the line, we feel like we owe it to the future puppies of this world to protect it. Drinking water is becoming more and more scarce as we abuse this natural resource. Manufacturing toilets... B-words. B-words? Absolutely. They are completely unnecessary. Seems harsh. They only serve to dampen our delicious bouquet of odiferous splendor. And all that soapy water can't be good for a doggo. Oh, you you mean a bath. <laughs> hey, I don't know where you are from, but we used civilized speech here, mister. Uh, my apologies, I forgot myself. All right, then. And I will say that toilets can be very useful when the lids are left open. The water in there definitely has a sweetly organic flavor. Yep. I think mom loves it when I dribble it all around the house. Right, Rosie? <laughs> Isn't that right? Huh, Rosie? And moving away from that subject. Hey, Rosie, look, a bird. <gasps> oh, dear. I tried to sniff it, but it just flew away. Uh, my next question was going to be about your lack of owning a car or even using public transit. But again, it kind of answers itself. Uh, your dog's. You take walks. Walk? Walk, 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 walk. Oh, boy. This good boy's going for a walk. Walks are the greatest invention. I'm going to go in and stick my nose in the crack where the door opens so that I don't miss a millisecond of outside time. No, 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 no. I meant that you don't drive anywhere. We, we aren't walking now. We, no, no. We're in the middle of an interview. And, and yes, I'm on the phone with you. I, I'm not actually there. Is mom grabbing the leashes? I can't wait to pull her around the lake. I will be a good girl and contain my excitement for a moment longer than Jack and, and my moms will like me best. Could, could you just focus up a minute? Walkie, walkie, walkie. I'm going for walkies. But first it's zoomies around the backyard because I'm so excited now. Oh, I could join for a few zoomies. Oh, frantically running in joy circle sounds like just a thing to lift the spirits. Then we walk. Oh, great. Well, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Rosie and Jack, although we doubt it. Uh, I, I will see you next time when we hopefully interview a human or a dolphin. Good night. You hear that? Humans or dolphins? If I find out our next interview is with a gerbil, we are done. You understand me? I'll see to it you never work again. I'll be in my spaceship. Eight bits. Well, welcome to our Odd Bits and End Pieces listeners. Um, I'm your interviewer of today, Joan Griffith, and my guest is the fantastic singer and, and actor Jen Burley-Bentz. So 
Hi, Jen. How are you doing? Hey, Joan. I'm great. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, it's really fun. And um, uh, before we get too involved in the interview, um, you're going to sing a song for us. And yeah. can you tell us what that is? One of my favorite songs. Um, it's a, a tune called She Used to Be Mine, written by Sarah Bareilles for the musical Waitress. Um, and it's about a. it's basically about a character who has just found out that she is pregnant with a, a man's baby that she does not want to spend her whole life with. And uh, I won't say anything more than that, but that's where it comes from. And it's just pretty powerful. All right. Well, uh, sing away. And it will be Anita Ruth on the piano accompanying you. So thank you. It's not simple to say, but most days I don't recognize me. These shoes, this apron, that place and its patrons have taken more than I gave them. It's not easy to know that I'm not anything like I used to be, although it's true I was never attention sweet center. I still remember that girl. She's imperfect, but she tries. She is good, but she lies. She is hard on herself. She is broken and won't ask for help. She is messy, but she's kind. She is She is messy, but she's kind. 
most of the time she is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie she is gone but she used to be Well, Jen, that was just fantastic. Um, this, uh, it's such a powerful song and, and so sad, uh, really. Oh, I mean, it's kind of- It's sad and powerful. And I think you're right. I think the power of the song is also the power that she finds within the song, within herself, which I love. To move forward, yeah. Um, and are you, I, I didn't know much about Waitress, um, uh, at all, and so uh, it, it's also a film. Are you familiar with the film and the musical? Yeah, so I had seen the movie years ago, and when I knew that Sarah Bareilles was writing the score for this musical that was going to be on, you know, on Broadway eventually, because everyone knows that she's going to touch it, it's going to turn to gold because she's so amazing. Um, but you know, a, a kind of a sad, sad movie. It didn't turn out necessarily well in the end, but at the same time, it allowed the the protagonist in the movie to find herself and that in and of itself is a happy ending. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, an instrumentalist, uh, almost all the time. And, um, I know why instrumentalists pick songs that they like to perform it, you know, especially jazz musicians like to have their little comment on things and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but as a singer, um, I'm struck by the variety of reasons that maybe a singer would choose to sing a song. And uh, so in this case, what, what is your thought? What is your thoughts on that about choosing this song? You know, I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm going through a lot of change and I think it's all good change, but finding your way through from the kind of dark and sad bits of life and, uh, and, and making your own space, creating your own light, um, I think is just so impactful. Um, that on top of the fact that Sarah wrote just a ridiculously wonderful and gut-wrenching song that I can't help when I sing it, but just to kind of go through the ultimate tumultuous, you know, path that she's that she's putting her character on and putting it through with the melody line and the and the amazing accompaniment. Thank you, Anita, for being so great, um, ladies and gentlemen. Anita Ruth, um, <laughs> um, but you know, it it takes you on a journey, and it took me on a journey, and it does every single time I hear it. And every time I sing it. So that's that's the reason. Oh, that's a fantastic reason. Yeah, I think that often people play, you know, blues singers talk a lot about the the catharsis, you know, of singing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. musicians feel that too, that you feel better once you've um, gone through that process of expressing yourself. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was such a fantastic a beautiful rendition of a song I didn't know, and I'll have to look closer into the the, the score. Um, and another question I want to ask you, which is entirely unrelated to that, is that um, I've looked at a fair amount of, of uh, actor-singer um, resumes of late, and it's great to see, you know, uh, that you were, you know, in Mamma Mia and a bunch of other shows, which um, uh, is fantastic. But at the bottom of the in, of the resume, there's always this list of of uh, other <laughs> skills. And um, uh, could you just give us a few of those other skills that you put on the bottom of your resume? 
Oh, Joan, you're putting me on the spot now, aren't you? Um, well, I mean, yes, I have some other skills other than just acting. And, you know, some of our some of our skills that we, we think are special might not be special to anyone else other than us. Um, but I can still do cartwheels and I can and I can still um, do the splits. And, um, <laughs> and I, I have uh, actually done some parachuting so I can jump. Um, oh. And, and I, I, I do a lip trumpet. I do a pretty good lip trumpet. Okay. Well, you know, if you have to bump it, then you're ready. As I understand. <laughs> if I have to bump it, I don't actually need to have the trumpet. That's oh, well, yeah, there you go. But at least people know you have that. And then I'm uh, just curious too, have, have those skills gotten you any gigs? You know, I, I actually don't, I actually don't know for certain. I don't think anybody has ever said to me, we only hired you because you can play tenor sax, even though you're not going to play it in this show. Um, but, um, but at the same time, I do think sometimes that uh, well, people will look at that and they'll go, oh, she's got a sense of humor. Or maybe, oh, she, well, if she can do the splits, then she, she's flexible. So maybe she can do some of the dancing that we need her to do in this show. Um, they know I'm well-rounded, I guess. And uh, maybe they, maybe they need a, someone who can do yoga. I'm their girl. <laughs> well, I think that's a fantastic reason. And now when I ever look at a res my own resume, I'm thinking, this is just, you know, kind of lame. I can do other things. So, um, so anyway, Jen, thank you so much for um, just chatting uh, with me. And uh, thank you for participating in our podcast, Odd Bits and Pieces. Thank you. And it was a supreme joy to be with you. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. You are my sunshine, my Sunshine, my only sun.